Sorry, I forgot you're not a Scooby-Doo person, Lena. Yeah, I don't I don't understand the reference. Well, I'm Chase. You're Lena. And this <laughs> Lena. is Ghostlight. <laughs> this is Ghostlight. How are you? What's up? Oh, I'm doing good. I'm drinking my I'm drinking my little wine glass and my water. And yeah, how are you? I'm good. I have wine, water, and iced tea. Okay, is well I have a more important question. Ready? Actually, actually more important question. <laughs> yeah. How is Daisy? Daisy? Daisy's asleep. Daisy Aww. is my cat and child. Quarantine cat. <laughs> um, yeah. And I got her like what, two months ago? Has it been and, that long? Yeah, I think so. Like mid June. Love that. <clears throat> I know, right? And she is so cute. She's, she's like a little dog. Cute. She's so cute. And she's like always um meowing right before we we start recording mm. and then immediately goes to sleep. She's a professional. She's a professional. Yeah, she she knows. knows how to. She knows how you run a set, and mm-hmm. moreover, she respects how you run a set. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she does. She respects how do you my guys authority. Sleep? How do you oh, all sleep? She's kind of a nightmare. She does not respect sleep. my sleeping. Choices. Well, respect the art more first. And <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, all about, it's all about the respect art. Respect the art. This, respect my set. Yeah, that's all I, all I can say. Yeah, no, she does. She wakes me up. She, but she, but she does. She doesn't only in the morning. Not like all night, you know. Like what time? Um, it depends. <laughs> I'm trying to train her not to. Um, but like sometimes really early, like sometimes like five a.m. But sometimes like eight a.m. So I don't really know. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'm here for it. I'm here for but it. But otherwise, she just sleeps with me. But on does the bed. She, so she cuddles with you? Yeah, or and on the at the foot of the bed. Oh my god, that's literally my dream. Oh my god, I've never like I had a cat as a kid. I had two dogs growing up. And I've always wanted to pet the sleep at the foot of my bed. Yeah, it's really cute. I, I've always wanted that. Out of three pets, I've never gotten that. Um, at mom, at dad. Um, <laughs> I, I have always well, been she's... an advocate for indoor pets. Mm, mm-hmm. You should get a cat, really. Well, Blake and I are, I uh, my, my partner and I are uh, very allergic. But if we got a hypoallergenic one, that'd be dope. Oh, right. I always forget that. Yeah. So that's yeah. the only thing. Otherwise, honestly, I would do it because um, not sponsored, but I've heard wonderful, wonderful things um, about Pretty Litter. And they, <laughs> from what I've heard about Pretty Litter, it sounds like a great way to, to keep the smell down because that's also another thing too. Is like, I don't want to be smelling cat poop all the time. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have a really good system. And for all you cat owners out there. Or who possible live in a, potential cat owners or, oh, like yeah. me. Or potential cat owners who <laughs> especially live in a like studio or small space um litter genie also not sponsored also not sponsored um is great it's like this trash can thing it also you use less like plastic bags Mm. um yeah have you seen look it up (laughs) not to like berate the conversation about cat litter but have you seen have you seen those like revolving litter boxes no girl are you serious they're like these giant litter boxes no, revolving. Yeah, what do you mean? Oh, I thought you just said revolving. Anyway, it's revolving <laughs> cat. So uh, let's see. It's like it's a uh, cat litter box, and they go into this like dome, and then the, they get out and they, they do their business, and then the dome rotates so that it basically mixes up the litter with mm. the poo poo, and then I think at some point it Ew. filters out the poo poo and drops it off in a separate container that's like closed, so it helps with the smell, and then that way your cat always has fresh. Uh, litter to step into okay well that's like basically what i do but by hand 
<laughs> right. Well, Lena, it is 2020 and people are looking for robots to do jobs for them. And I think that's that's uh, that's what we're going for there. Well, should we get into it? Let's get into it. Um, okay. who was, Lena, who was this? Yeah. Uh, who's who prepped this script? Oh, I'm curious. Oh my gosh. Yes. Thank you. I I prepped this script. <laughs> Lena prepped this. Yeah. Script. Can you believe? Yes. Um. So yes, I prepped this script, and I'm very excited because I love David Henry Huang, and we are doing. You stand. Yes. Um. He's a playwright. Uh, read his plays. Um. And we're doing the David Henry Huang Theater in Los Angeles, California. Love it. Close to home. You've never been. Have you been here? Mm, I'd have this? to look it up. I don't, I don't think, think I so. Mm-mm. Where in LA is it? Um, It's in Little Tokyo. Oh, okay. Yeah. I haven't been there. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, anyway, we're going to get into the history first. Um, and this is an interesting building. It's So now it's the David Henry Huang Theater, Um, but it is housed in the Union Center for the Arts, which is in Little Tokyo Historic District in Los Angeles. And the building was formerly Union Church and was built in 1923. And um, it was the combined home of three Japanese-American congregations. So it was a church. During World War II, in front of this building the and on this street, the this is where residents of Terminal Island and this neighborhood lined up. So basically Terminal Island was a Japanese American community that got completely razed by the FBI, like completely destroyed 48 hours after Ooh. the attack on Pearl Harbor. They just like went in Whoa. and destroyed this community. Yeah, and um and so Whoa. out on this street, they lined them up for to go to um 10,000 people to go to the War Relocation Center and Manzanar, <laughs> which is in California. That is so I can't. Yeah. That's fine. And this is in 1942. That's, yeah. Ooh. <clears throat> so, and this was a Japanese American congregation. So it was a lot of the people in this um, church, you know. So wait, what does that have to do with the theater? <laughs> Sorry. This is where the theater was. This is the, so it was um, in this building. The building. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. This building's been around for so a minute. It's the history of, yeah. Okay. It was bu- gotcha, completed gotcha. in 1923. Okay. I'm here. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So most of these, the congregation was sent to internment camps and lost all their property and were unable Mm. unable to return to this community after the war which it it just scattered the population of the city yeah or or this community throughout the city Mm -hmm. so during the war um the building was used as a community center for black folks arriving from the deep south in search of work as part of the great migration and the great migration was um this movement of six million black Americans out of the rural South and into the Northeast, Midwest and West. And mm-hmm. this occurred from like 1916 to the night to the 1970s. Mm-hmm. And so this neighborhood um, had some of the only housing in LA that did not have restrictive housing covenants based on race. And so it quickly became populated. Um, and then three years into the war, the neighborhood was renamed Bronzeville in LA. So there, and there's a Bronzeville in Chicago. So I just think that's interesting. The area became known for jazz clubs and and it was like just a great neighborhood. And in 1943, a part of the Zoot Suit riots were on Ooh, this street okay. and spread yep. into this area right in front of the building. And if you don't know, the Zoot Suit riots went from June 3rd to June 8th in 1943. Mm-hmm. And it was basically what happened is American servicemen who were on leave in Southern California attacked some Mexican-American young mm-hmm. people, specifically men who wore these zoot suits because they 
were made of a lot of fabric and they were kind of like fabulous suits. Mm-hmm. And so they <clears throat> these like army men thought it was unpatriotic during the war. <laughs> and obviously also they were like color racist too. Yeah, white people. But um that was their excuse. So the yep. so the these like young Mexican American Americans rioted and fought back and so it was the zoot suit riots. Mm-hmm. And there's a great play that we both read. We love zoot suit. Yeah, called Zoot Suit and by Luis Valdez. So, so good. Read it. It's really good. So at the close of 1945, the Japanese-Americans gradually began to reestablish a community center. And then, so now Little Tokyo is, still remains there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a great part of Los Angeles. So they did start... Ooh, so it hit my mic. <laughs> so they did start to like re, re, repopulate the area. Um, <clears throat> but then uh, the building was damaged during the 1994 Northridge earthquake. Mm. Which have you heard of this? It was like a huge earthquake, I guess. No. But I popped on the scene a year boy. after. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it, then it the building was left unstable. Mm. So the Little Tokyo Service Center Community Development Corporation completed a multi-million dollar, which that is a mouthful, um, completed a <laughs> multi-million dollar renovation of the building in 1998. And so now it houses three different arts organizations. One is the David Henry Huang Theater and the, the theater company that uses this space is the East West Players um, in LA. And then... Cool. The other two companies are Visual Communications and LA Art Core. So that's what's so, happening so now. So in, in this building. building, in this building, it's more than just a, th- a theater. I'm assuming it's like there's office spaces. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's three different floors. Because it used to be like a community center, mm-hmm. so it's like it's pretty big. Okay, got it, got it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so the East Plus Players is the nation's premier Asian American theater. Dope. And so they were founded in 1965. And this is, and they are committed to raising the visibility of the Asian American experience by presenting inventive, world-class theatrical productions, developing artists of color, and providing impactful youth education programs. Okay, well, next time we're in California, we have to go. Yeah, exactly. I just wanted to say that because they sound dope. So that's like the history of the building. So it's kind of an interesting, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like a lot happened there. Uh huh. Yeah. So now we're gonna get into the hauntings. Mm -hmm. If you're ready, are you ready? So. The East West Players, right? That that the um, resident company have right? been there for a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So their director of production, Andy Lowe, says they were like interviewed, I guess, about like hauntings. Okay, I'm into it. I'm already I know. into it. So Andy Lowe, who's their current director of production, says that during the his time at the theater, he's heard many stories of an old man who is said to be the former groundskeeper of the building. He said, and he sits in the balcony, which is the old choir loft. Okay, spooky and, already. Which Choirs is right. Spooky. I know that's my favorite part already. Um, <laughs> and act. Okay, this is wild. Actors have complained about people watching their audition from the balcony, yep. but no, but no one was actually there. Another. Yep. St- we've talked about this before, but like someone being like, "Oh, there's someone there," and then it's that same thing, <laughs> right? Where it's you, like, like um, no I thought this was, was a closed audition. Yeah. It was. Yeah. So who did it I see in the balcony? Mm. Isn't that wild? Yeah, it's very. Can you imagine? Yeah, just like the groundskeeper watching, watching the auditions. So it's so it's it's rumored to be the groundskeeper that sits up the there old, and watches. Yeah, the former groundskeeper of the building. He from sits a, in like the old what, choir loft. Do you know like what? I don't know. Oh, oh, when it was a chapel because it's a choir loft. Yeah, so probably and then like it became like time. a community center. So it kind of could have mm-hmm, been it. Could have mm-hmm. been right, right, right. But that's when it was the choir loft. Yeah. Oh my god, that's Which spooky. Is so spooky, I know. And then another. So Marilyn Takuda, who is the 
former iconic um, name. Sorry, mm-hmm, iconic name. Mm-hmm. Say it, say the name again. Marilyn Takuda. Tokuda. Incredible name. <laughs> um. So Marilyn Takuda says mm. that she had a number of unexplained experiences during her 14 years with the company. Long time. Including right, long time. Including a child's voice whispering her name. <laughs> which is so first of all so scary like who i don't know children in children in like scary movies and children's lena. voices are the scariest thing. lena lena <laughs> yeah especially Ooh! whispering your own name your name how does your she know your name that's scary Jeez. ew stop it do you think okay first of all <laughs> the fact that i mentioned that this woman had an iconic name and this little oh, ghost yeah. also agrees. Clearly, oh, the ghost agrees. The ghost agrees it's an iconic name. True. And what's, what's, her name? what's her name? What's her Marilyn name? Marilyn Takuda. Marilyn Takuda. Bitch, if I was Marilyn. a ghost, you bet your ass I'd be saying that woman's name in her ear. That's a good point. Maybe you are the ghost. What is her name? I forgot again. It's so iconic <laughs> I keep forgetting. What is it? Marilyn Takuda. Marilyn Takuda. So scary. So scary. <laughs> um. So she also says... That in 2014 or 15, this is a quote, one of our staffers smelled a strange musky odor near the printing machine. Concerned and a bit nervous, she asked me to please ask whoever was standing by the Xerox machine to leave. I had a brief conversation with the spirit telling them to please leave, that they no longer belonged here, that it was time for them to move on. I thanked them for visiting, but it was time for them to move on. Within seconds, and I mean seconds, the smell disappeared. End quote. That's pretty iconic. That's right? really iconic. The, especially that she just told them to leave. That's my yeah. favorite. Well, and she did so in such a sweet way where she's like, you know, mm-hmm. like, thanks for visiting, but um, we don't you, you just keep going. Keep it moving. Yeah. I love that story. I will say I do have a little bit, a little bit of hesitation anytime people talk about like phantom smells. Or okay. Phantom well, this odors. is what I was going to bring up. What? F- smells. Ghost okay. smells. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about ghost smells. And I'm a huge believer in ghosts. And I just don't know if I, I don't know if, I don't know where those sit on my, my, why? My why? Farts, gas leaks, um, uh, <laughs> trapped airflow. <laughs> I mean, stagnant air. Like that there's other like explanations. The ink and the toner and the printer. I don't know. It's that just a little, so- I mean, I will say like it's Marilyn, like is completely, she worked there long enough, so if, if the printer didn't smell like that ever before and it just did that one yeah, time, right, right. then that makes, uh, yeah. Um, but I don't know. I just can't imagine. I know a lot of people, like, refer to, like, sulfur as, like, like the type of smell of, like, phantom smells is, like, usually, mm-hmm. like, sulfuric and stuff like that. I don't know. Again, like, if it, I'm not getting anyone's experience with it, but I have never experienced it, and I am weary of it. But, again, if she worked well, there every day, I didn't. So. I know. True. I agree. Well, I mean, I mean, I just, like always have questions about ghost laws <laughs> ghost rules ghost, we need a rule <laughs> like, we, we would like a we rule, need a rule book, back please. I mean, we've talked about this on other episodes but like can maybe every ghost has its own smell a signature scent well that they smell- can release on <laughs> command <Signature> scent. <laughs> um but yeah <laughs> i do i mean do you smell like you do when you lived in real life or do you smell like a dead body is that like the what i what i don't get about the like the the classic like sulfuric smell is like what are you implying what are you implying by saying that about that, that ghost yeah. smells sulfuric are you saying that they smell like that in real life are you saying they smell like a dead body are you spelling are you just saying that ghosts smell a certain way because i believe right. in like i believe in like remaining energy but i don't know how much i believe in like i mean okay but also by the same hand i believe in like perfume 
like you know like i know people who have like heard a knock at the door and they open the door and there's no one there but there's perfume and those people would be my brother my sister so like i definitely like know people who have like experienced like spirits through smells before so maybe i just um maybe i just debunked yeah you just yeah all right well we learn here we're here to learn we worked through it i worked through it thank you all for (laughs) witnessing my growth and yeah i'll I'll hand my mic over back to you Well, she's like very, she's very sharp because there's more. <laughs> okay. Well, whoa. Thank you for letting me talk myself into a hole before no, not giving me about the, the full smells. story. Not about oh, the smells, okay. just like about ghosts. Okay. Being Let's there. Yeah, yeah. Marilyn, Dakota. <laughs> Dakota? Takuda. Takuda. She says that in 2010, so she's been here for a long time, right? Right. Um, She was, and this is another quote. Typing on my computer when a metal traveling mug that was sitting on the corner of my desk went flying across the aisle, landing in front of the filing cabinet. Both my, yeah, both my boss and I looked at each other simultaneously. I thought, what does, what, what just happened? Did you see that? My boss to this day, a non-believer accused me of hitting it. Oh, well, I know what happened. End quote. Oh, that one actually gave me little tingles. Oh, there. wait, there's a little more. If the mug had fallen over, there's no way it could have ever, it could have even rolled over as it had a handle. So you're telling me that the mug fell over and rolled over with a handle. Yeah, flew across the aisle. Where did says. it fly from? Um, the corner of The corner of my desk went flying across the aisle, like in between their desks. And then it rolled. Yeah. With a handle. That's spooky. Right? That's spooky. That's spooky. Yeah. Isn't that scary? There's like all kinds of ghosts in this place. Yep. And I wonder what's on the like other floors too. So we see things. (laughs) We smell things. We have direct interactions with these things. It's a lot. Yeah. Highly active. Highly active. And because it has so much history, I feel like. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Anyway, those are the hauntings. Oh, work. Okay, cool. Cool. I want to hear. I want to like go like hang out there for a week and just like ask people and like talk to people, especially like the like the groundkeepers or like the people who like like hang out or like security guards like overnights. Oh, I want to pick their brains. Yes. Yes. Especially the audition. I want to talk to like the actors who thought their Mm -hmm. audition Mm -hmm. was being watched. Like that is the scare. That's the freakiest one to me. Yeah. Not only scary because auditions are scary, (laughs) but also because uh, what can make it scarier? A ghost watching it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also, Daisy. Did you hear Daisy? Oh. She's meowing. Oh. Hi. Um, should we move on to the murky myth moment? Okay, wait. I love that name. Murky myth moment. This is our bonus content. Love it. So I did this because um because the David Henry Huang is in LA. So this is our California bonus content. Let's go. So Tahoe Tessie. Have you heard of Tahoe Tessie? Tessie. 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 Is she uh, a Loch Ness monster type of thing? Essentially. She is a water-dwelling cryptid who lives in Lake Tahoe. Have you been to Lake Tahoe? Mm, Maybe. (laughs) If I went, I was a kid. I don't don't remember. Mm -hmm. I don't don't think I have. I have no idea. Oh, okay. Well, it's You'd be surprised at how little I know about myself. But you've been. When was the last, was the last I time you were there? With Nicole Thompson, our friend. Oh, Nikki. Okay, mm-hmm. cute. So, Tahoe Tessie is said to be over 80 feet long and covered in jet black scales 
which sounds terrifying, first of all. But she is apparently, like, not mean and hasn't ever harmed anyone. She's actually well-loved and has become a mascot of sorts in the town. And so she's, like, on all these, like, signs. and see. Yeah. Right? Cute. So cute. Um, She's been known for a long time that there being a monster in the lake or there being Uh a creature in the lake. Uh Um, So indigenous people in the area saw her as a being of reverence. And wait, really, wait, are you telling mm-hmm. me it, Tessie has dated back that far back? Yeah. Well, she wasn't called Tessie. Well, of course. I mean, I'm of sure, course not. Yeah. I mean, I would hope. Yeah. Hope <laughs> not. Um, but wait, really? Yeah. Of there being like some creature in like. <gasps> Whoa. Okay. I love yeah. that. Yeah. I live. Right. Mama, right. the proof is in the pudding. Mm-hmm. Those are the receipts. They mm-hmm. they date back. Oh, I love that. I know. Um, And so. More recently, a group of fishermen witnessed a 15-foot-long serpent swimming beneath the boat. And scuba divers have also seen okay. Lamont. How recently? Um, I don't know, because but in 2004, like this has been like talked about like <gasps> as of the 2000s. Because in 2004, there was a global conference held in Lake Tahoe that discussed unidentified swimming objects, which are USOs, which I did not know that that was a term. Oh, my God. Cute. UFO has a sister. Yeah. Oh, I love Isn't that. Isn't that funny? Yeah, USO. USOs. I know. And so the discussion, <laughs> we, this. Deadass, humans are like, we don't know what's happening above. We yeah. do not know what's happening below. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We only know what is right in front of us. Barely. Barely even that. Yeah. So this conference was held in January at the, in 2004 at the Squaw Valley Institute under the guidance of Dr. Okay, see, wait, Charles Goldman. I've been Goldman. to Squaw Valley. I have to say this. I'm sorry. I got to say it for my dad. <coughs> Excuse me. I, I know. Been... I have too. To Squaw Valley. So I have been to Tahoe, and that's what I always thought. Okay, moving on. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. I guess, actually, you're right, because that's where I stayed when I was in Lake Tahoe. <laughs> right. So we've both been yeah. to Squaw Valley. We've both been to I Tahoe. Mm-hmm. There we go. Full circle. Love it. Dr. Charles Goldman of UC Davis Tahoe was the main speaker. Mm-hmm. And um, with, that's my favorite thing also, because that they just had this conference to like discuss, USOs. basically discuss Tessie. I wish I could have gone. I know, right? It's so cute. I wonder if she has a Twitter. You know what? Let's get her on if she doesn't. (laughs) But so then, like, also, though, of course, there's a lot of non believers, and also Mm. most scientists (laughs) say that um, it's probably a giant sturgeon or freshwater eel. But that's like kind of pretty freaking big. Wait, what do you mean? I mean, if an if an eel was to be that, that big, that to where people are like, "Oh, that's a monster," then that I don't know. I think that's still like I think I honestly still think that's impressive. Even if Tessie was a giant freaking eel, it's like eel. a giant eel is impressive. It sounds like uh, prehistoric. It sounds like dynastic. You know, I know. what I mean? Yeah. Well, and <laughs> people like used to think it was a dinosaur, but like I love it, but like survived or something. D-I-N-O-U-S-O-R. But um, also, like, people are always poo-pooing the Loch Ness Monster Okay, but in the same way, you know? Do you believe in the Loch Ness Monster? I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know enough about it, I guess. The only thing I know about the Loch Ness Monster is that two guys put a, like, figurine of a dinosaur on a little boat. And floated it into the middle of the lake and took that picture. So, oh, so and that's, like, the, that's like, my <gasps> only point of reference. <gasps> yeah, monster. right. And that's my only point of reference for the Loch Ness monster. And it's for that reason that I 
don't believe, don't believe in the Loch Ness monster, but Tessie sounds legit and she can hang. So yeah. I think I might believe. Tahoe Tessie. You're a believer. Tahoe Tessie. Oh, I can only imagine the sweatshirts they shut they saw. No, no, I was just gonna say she's like super <gasps> cute. Oh my god, her merch. She has a lot of merch. I wanna buy her merch. And she's always just like smiling and roaring. Splashing, smiling. Wait, whoa, 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 hold on a second. I gotta look this up. I got to look up the the, the Tessie merch. They call her Tahoe Tessie. Oh my god, wait, stop. This Lake Tahoe home of Tessie shirt is so Yes, that's what I'm cute. looking at. Yes, and she's like roaring. Yes, she's oh. splashing and roaring and smiling. She's thick though. She's so cute. She's oh, I so love. Cute. Oh wait, she's like fierce. Yeah. Queen. That's what I'm saying. I'm obsessed with Tessie. Should we get Tessie tattoos? <laughs> Can we? Mm. We've been to Lake Tahoe once and forgot about it. We went and to now Lake Tahoe tattoos. once and we're not able to confirm if we yeah. went to Lake Tahoe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So that being said, we will be getting Tessie tattoos yeah. by tune our 100th in. episode. Yeah. Tune in. Yeah. Just tune in then. For once, once we get to 100,000 subscribers, we'll get Tessie tattoos. <laughs> so it's on you guys if you want us to get Tessie tattoos. And if you're, you know, in for a good time, look up Lake Tahoe Home of Tessie. And you'll see what we were talking about. <laughs> Such cute t-shirts. Okay. So, yeah, that is Tahoe Tessie, love of my life. Queen. I bet she'd be friends with Daisy. Oh, Daisy and Tessie. Oh, God. <laughs> so cute. Daisy's like on her little back. Yeah. <gasps> Just riding through Lake Tahoe. Beautiful Lake Tahoe. I think I'm going to I think I'm going to draw some fan art for ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! I'm gonna gonna, uh, make you some fan some fan art of of Daisy on uh, the back of Tessie, Daisy and Tessie. I love that. Um, Yeah, so that pretty much sums up our (laughs) murky myth moment. Murky Murky myth myth moment. moment. Um, And as always, (laughs) please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, and feel free to check out our other CTC podcasts as well. And if you would like to further support our podcast, please rate us and leave us a review on whichever listening platform you use. It really helps a ton, uh, not only with the content we create, but it also helps with the podcast uh, on the charts. And finally, be sure to follow us on Instagram at ghostlightctc. And should you have any spooky stories you would like to share, theater related or not, (laughs) um, feel free to send them our way at ghostlightctc at gmail.com. Thank you all so much for listening. We love you. And don't forget to leave the light on. (laughs)